Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Sup, Powerful Nonsenses? Hello. We are back in your ear holes for the first time in a while for us, because uh, we've not seen each other for several weeks. <laughs> Went on a holiday, got a bit of a bite from Wayne. Yeah. And likewise, respite from you, Jump. So we're both refreshed and happy. <laughs> For how long? About 30 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Excuse me. <coughs> Dying. You're right there, mate. It's been near you again, Jem. It's just making me ill. Is it my musk in the air? No, no that's not what I was going for. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the Millennial Podcast. If you are joining us for the first time, I am Wayne Ingram. I am Jim Yildiz. And today we're going to be talking, we're kind of going to have almost an on-air catch-up. Mm-hmm. But we're talking, we are talking about very specific things, uh, kind of stuff that we're dealing with at the minute. Um, we'll be talking about uh, what I call lifestyle bloat and kind of things getting slightly out of hand and, and what I'm doing to Is deal with Is that different those. to the actual like Wayne general bloat? Yes, you cheeky fuck. (laughs) Bastard. Um, And then we're also going to be talking about when it's the right time to start outsourcing stuff and possibly even hiring staff for a business. Uh, So we're going to touch into all of that. Um, So, Jem, I'm going to throw the question out there. Is there a question? The question. I, I am I am categorizing this as a <clears throat> what you up to segment. Uh-huh. Just so you know. Oh, okay. So cool. I'm gonna throw the question out there. Gem. What you up to? So literally got back from holiday to a shitstorm as business is. You switch off for a week and then it kind of waits for you. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is never good. The shitstorm comes in and he's like, wait. He's like, wait, wait. He's not here. He's not here. As soon as you land off that plane and you <clears throat> reconnect to the internet. <laughs> bam. Yeah. <laughs> the flood of text messages <laughs> issues. So the last few weeks. Oh, so I've been ping back up. I've been back about a week now. Two. Two week bloody hell, that's gone quick. Well, one and a half. Yeah, one and a half. So literally just kind of cashing up with a lot of things, loads of stuff broke in the sh- in our shops and staff had to be fired and hired for recruiting at the moment. I'll be shooting off after this podcast, do some interviews. Um, yeah, just a lot of, again, holes since we've gone to three locations. It's all about this sort of exposing where our operations and where our procedures fall flat. And I think that's one of the biggest things I've sort of learned is like as you grow, your processes and your procedures become so much more important mm. because it just means that otherwise you're going to get dragged back into the day-to-day. So <clears throat> that's been my uh, 
issue at the moment. I actually bought a uh, book the other day. Um, it was uh, How to Manage a Restaurant for Dummies. <laughs> Did you actually? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's actually a really good book. And I was thinking this the other day, like when people see those books like for dummies, they think, oh, that's a, like a, a kind of stupid book and mm. it's for piece kind of putting people down but actually the for dummies books are really detailed actually but that's what i'm saying i picked up a few and a lot of the time they're written by people who are like super experts in that particular field and like as i was reading it i was like bending pages highlighting taking notes and like a really... and they're good because they're that cheap paper aren't they yeah. so they're good for like exactly it's almost like you remember like old coloring books mm-hmm. it's kind of like that quality paper and they're very easy reads the way they've been done is so they're really kind of like open space it doesn't feel like intimidating to start reading and for me like this new round of higher we were like saying like we're getting people I think we overhired on part-time staff but at the same time we didn't really find we weren't really interviewing people so well it's more like come in can you do the job that would do put them in the work leave them with the other managers to hopefully train them up and we had like no procedure around that so we're finding like dropout was happening or people would leave and be like oh well you didn't ask me that I was only going to be here for like three months or six months and this Mm. book's actually given me like a sort of formula on how to hire and what to ask in interviews and have kind of made it a little bit harder for people to get a job now with us so it's not about just coming and trial it's actually once they've applied fill out an application form and then we bring them in for like a trial then we interview them then they come back for like a longer trial so just tried to make the process a lot harder so that anyone who makes it through generally wants to come and work for us i know it's like a food business and people do come and go based on the sort of general people who go for those kind of jobs usually young people students but hopefully that will kind of bring some more high quality people to us. Mm. So that's been something I've been dealing with at the moment. And yeah, what about you? What have you been up to? Uh, so for me, um, a lot of the same shit. <laughs> um, working my ass off at the day job, going to drama school uh, Mondays and Wednesday nights, trying to find some more time to do all these other things that I want to do, like creating content uh, around my acting career and also get this podcasting business off the ground. I'm finding I'm absolutely exhausted all of the time, which I knew was going to be the case this year. I was saying it at the end of last year. I know that this year is going to be so tough and exhausting. I am napping like nobody's business. (laughs) Um, and, and just kind of constantly trying to manage my energy levels at the minute. Um, you were saying yesterday, which I thought was quite interesting, you were saying like the day jobs actually got to the point where it's starting to feel yeah. really long, and yeah. which means actually, like we say, people have a certain limit of willpower per day to do tasks <laughs> that you don't really enjoy. Mm. And so a lot of the time, sometimes we can have like a lot of, um, there, there's a certain amount of time in a day, but actually when you do something for eight hours that literally... Yeah kills you energy wise well i I think it's because because at the day job um what i'm operating in a lot at the minute is kind of the menial tasks which to be honest i don't bring much value to because i've already built the infrastructure to make those tasks easier which is actually the value that i provide as opposed to actually the doing of the task um but because at the minute of the way things are going because we're kind of going through a transition transitionary period where we're moving from one old system to a new system, the workloads doubled on the menial tasks because we're having to test one system whilst running the old system. So we're essentially running two systems at the same time. So the workload on the menial tasks has doubled, which means that I'm doing more of that and less of the more big picture, 
kind of lateral creative thinking type stuff, which is the stuff that makes the time go. Like I can have a meeting with my boss that lasts two hours and feel like we've only sat there for 15 minutes and suddenly I'm like, shit, where's my day gone? I've got loads of invoices I need to send. Um, but yeah, so I'm getting to the point now, I think because of all those menial tasks that the day is feeling really, really long because you're, when you're sending invoices um, over one hour, which is and all you're a doing, lot of invoices. When all you're doing, yeah, I know, when all you're doing is sending invoices and um, you've also made the system that efficient that it only takes you about 30 seconds to a minute to put together an invoice, you know, <laughs> you know things are getting a little bit long. Um, so, so, yeah, my days have been getting longer and that has made me kind of go, huh, and stop and think a little bit um, about where I'm putting my energy um, and, and where I want to be putting my energy going forward, which is very, very interesting. But, um, I do think that because basically what I've done is I've forced my boss's hand and I've said, look, this new system that, that I'm trying to put together, um, is going to be so much more efficient so that you can do more and I can spend more time on the stuff that you actually really want to do rather than just the stuff that has to be done. Um, and I've kind of pushed, pushed her and put a solid date in the diary of kind of like, this is when the system's going live. Cause I've been working on this system for s almost six months and it's with no sign of it going live. So I've just kind of, um, for want of a better phrase, thrown the trainers over the fence, um, as junior Ogun Yemi would say. Um, and, um, just kind of forced a hand and gone, this is happening. So you need to get on board. It's a great, it is a great, it's such an odd relationship being a PA because <laughs> you get to boss your boss around and it's the weirdest thing because you get to go, look, look, you're doing your bit. I'm doing my bit. But for me to do my bit better, you need to listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess because you're seeing the nuts and bolts of like what's Precisely. going on behind the scenes and often they're, they don't know what the hell's going no, on. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, in the, they're in the weeds of the actual work around their business. Whereas I'm actually the one kind of turning the levers, pushing the buttons and, and, and dealing with the mechanics of the business. So a lot of people probably listening can probably relate to that if they are in jobs that they feel I've got to that point where they're feeling like they're dragging, they're mm -hmm. long, they're menial tasks that they've mm -hmm. kind of now can do robotically. Yeah. Um, what would you say you are tweaking then to have time? Because obviously, I guess the podcast business for you is kind of maybe what somebody who's listening has as an idea. They've got that <sighs> yeah. idea on the side, that business they want to pursue. Yeah. But then at the same time, you can't really just cut out the day job. That's going no. to stay, you're obviously doing no. your acting. To be fair, to be fair, um, that is partly my own fault because of doing the drama school stuff. Um, because if I wasn't going for drama school, I would either have more... Well, no, I would have more time, just period. I would have more time and I would have more energy. Um, and that is actually... That's my deficit at the minute is actually, well, <laughs> money as well, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, but um, at the minute, I, I feel like I'm constantly running on uh, more than I can. I'm kind of living beyond my means in terms of energy levels, in terms of finances and, and everything. What, what I am trying to do, and, and this is basically how I've been running her business, is... Um, and I don't want this to be taken the wrong way because I think this can easily go wrong if you think of it in the wrong perspective, but efficiency. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about uh, 
turn all of the electrics in the building off so you have to reset everything in the morning to make some efficiency savings. That's not what I'm talking about because I think that's false economy. But what I'm talking about is actually where is, it's mostly time, where is time being completely abused for things that don't need to work that way? And my constant, my modus operandi when I'm working is can I make this more efficient? Because my main thing is I don't want to be doing those menial tasks because they're a waste of my time. I don't provide value doing those menial tasks. It's just they have to be done. So how can I make it so that I'm spending less time on those menial tasks and actually more time, as I say, on the big picture lateral thinking stuff? So, for example, um, instead of using email templates where you copy and paste, I have a program installed on the work Mac. I have it installed on my Mac at home called Text Expander. Definitely recommend it for time saving. Um, basically what you do is you type up your template text that you want to use. Um, and then you know how like, you know, like autocorrect. Yeah. It kind of basically you then put in a little kind of code. So for example, um, instead of, oh, for, if I want to put in today's date, for example, I type uh, dot today and it will replace dot today with today's date. Mm -hmm. And I could put in, in, I could put dot work address and it will fill in the work address and dot directions and it will give people directions to the office. And it gives you a report every month of um, how much time you save based off your typing speed. Very clever. Uh, last month I saved an hour and a half. Not bad. Which as efficiency savings go, considering that cost me, I think it's three quid a month for that service. I've made that money back um, in efficiency. And it's just little things like that, tweaking things up. You usually have to put in a little bit of financial investment, but actually the financial investment, the, the time save is always completely out. It really fits with like what, again, goes back to my business as well, because we always, like lately, we've got this decision of do we hire someone in operations? It's, it's like getting to that point where do we get someone who doesn't physically work in one of our stores but does all the running around that we do? Mm. And it's kind of like slowly by slowly been tweaking. Like initially we used to have to like send stuff from our stock area or, or we'd have to drive it from our stock to all the shops. And I was like, well, a little tweak to save time there is actually we could just order an Addison Lee and they'll drop it off for us, but they can send more because they've got a proper van so we can send mm -hmm. more stock. And it was kind of like, okay, it's what you said there. It's like sometimes you have to make a little financial in, but you've got to also mm. figure out how much that brings back. And that's kind of like where we are. It's kind of like, well, if something goes wrong in the shops, the electrics, the grill broke the other day. It was kind of like, well, and that was like at eight o'clock in the evening, we had to cl mm. close the shop. And it was like, well, actually, if you had the operations person, that person can go and do that. But now we've got to physically take time out of our day to go and fix that thing. And mm -hmm. I think once you, as a manager, as someone who's at the top of that business, you've kind of got to put a value on what your time costs and then figure out, actually, if we hired someone for X amount, that frees us up, which means our value doing the thing that could bring in future value, opportunity costs is, is high. So mm -hmm. we shouldn't tie ourselves up in that menial sort of like not menial but it's that word that needs to get done but it doesn't need someone of your skill set especially if you're the one who's got to have the vision who's trying to push the business forward yeah. and one question i've been saying to my business partner lately is like when you go to bed at night you've got to ask yourself did you maintain the business or did you do something that helped it grow yeah and it's kind of like well that's a really yeah. important question to ask because if every day you're all you say is actually no we maintained it we maintained it we maintained it then you're not doing anything. Like no. the business is not growing, it's not expanding, you're not pushing yourself. And really, 
really, I don't think a business can be maintained if it's not growing, it's shrinking. I think that's yeah. that's a fundamental belief for me. It's a very slow shrinking, it's like death by a thousand cuts type shrinking. Yeah. But if it's not growing, you are going to have people that just customers or whatever, clients, whatever, that are going to drop off the radar, not because you're necessarily having a bad business, but because they're just, they've got what they need from your service and they don't need to come back. Um, And so by just by logic, if you're not growing the business by getting new clients or expanding your product range to get more clients that way or whatever, then your business by definition has to be shrinking, I think. Exactly. Sorry, I jumped in on your what you were saying. Before. No, 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 I, no. Completely, completely valid. But it just really fitted in with what you were saying because it could be a three pound typing tool, or it could be a fifty pound cab fare to send a storage batch. Lead. Right. It's, it's all comes down to how much is that physically saving, and it's like you saying, yes, my value is not on those tasks; it's on these tasks. Maybe building the website, maybe getting more clients, and I think. That's sometimes how people got to look, especially when you're doing your own thing. Sometimes you think, you know what, I'll sit and I, I don't know Photoshop so well, but I'll learn it and I'll make a logo and I'll do this and that. And mm. it's like, when you go on Fiverr and pay someone three quid, you'll have a good enough logo and even your logo doesn't really yeah. matter and that And how much. long is it going to take you to uh, to learn the basics of Photoshop? That's going to be two or three hours. Yeah. Like if you're if you're being paid uh, uh, £1.50 an hour <laughs> yeah. comparative to Fiverr prices then um, you really need to sort your life out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it is, and I think, I think it's so easy when you're running a business or operating a business um, to get caught up in the, oh, well, it means I'm going to have to spend more money, which means my overheads go up. And actually, it's... So, for example, um, with my, um, my day job, I know I'm going to have to ask my boss... I already have once to upgrade our FreshBooks uh, subscription to the next level up, um, which is double what she's paying now. It takes it from 25 to 50 quid a month. Uh, what she hasn't realized is actually by doing that, it means that I can automate the entire invoicing process, which when I'm spending an hour some days doing invoices, um, she's only spending an extra 25 pounds a month which is two hours of my time. Um, yeah. and, and so she gets that money back because I'm not sending invoices. I'm the computer systems doing that. And yeah, I'll have to dip in and manage it and make sure it's running smoothly. Um, but the majority of my time actually will be able to be put onto the bigger things, which means that actually she'll get that money back. So that whilst that extra 25 quid a month makes you go, ow, that's steep. When you actually break it down, it's pocket change in the in the grand picture. But I think it's so easy to get into small picture thinking and go, well, that's another bill that I've got to look after. And actually, the alternative, I think, for, for this situation is hire a second person to back me up. Because I was working out, I'm doing like seven people's jobs. I'm the, I'm the receptionist. Welcome to business. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm the receptionist. I am the business manager. I am the marketing officer. Web. I am the website designer. <laughs> uh, the social I media am the finance department. Uh, the social media I'm just about to start, that's about to come right. into my remit. So that's six people's jobs. I think there's another one in there somewhere. Um, and I'm working three and a half days a week <laughs> mm. at that job. Um, so the, And I, I can't give any more time 
because I'm burnt out on time. So the alternative is to, for her to hire an additional member of staff, mm-hmm. which, which, you know, is going to cost her at least, at least 50 quid per week. Mm-hmm. Or the alternative is to spend an extra 25 quid per month to prevent that from needing to happen. And I think that's the thing that's um, quite easy to get into. But I want to touch on... Um, that's leverage over. <laughs> yeah, I want to touch on lifestyle bloat, which I think does kind of link in, in a way. Um, so I, one of the main challenges I've been facing over the last month, I was saying this to you last night, Jem, um, is I was looking at my finances, my personal finances, um, and I got to about halfway through the month of May and I went, why have I got no money <laughs> halfway money. through the month? Bearing in mind, the previous month was also a five week month. So I'd also earned more in the last month than usual. And I'm like, why am I running out of, I mean, obviously I had, it wasn't that I had no money, but, but I was definitely pretty low in my bank balance for where I expected to be in the middle of the month. And I was like, what the hell is going on? So first of all, I was like, right, well, what's changed in my life in the last six months? I'm like, well, I've probably subscribed to some things that I should probably get rid of. And so I looked at Audible. I'd resubscribed to Audible about four months ago and I had credits built up. I was like, well, spend those credits, cancel Audible. So I did. I literally it. did that the other day as yeah. well. And then they're like, do you want to stay for three ninety nine for the three <laughs> months? Like, so I was like, mm. I actually said, yeah, too, because oh, I don't mind. I'm like, I don't, three ninety nine is good, but when you're paying like eight pounds a month and it disappears, you're like, and I'm not using it, then you're like, yeah. actually, that's something that adds up. Yeah, exactly. So I was <laughs> like, get rid of that. Um, I, I realized I had a subscription going for an online game that I hadn't played for a few months. So I was like, get rid of that. Um, and then I was like, well, there's Amazon Prime. No, I'm going to keep that because I like my one day delivery. Um, but I'm not actually watching much on Amazon Prime at the minute. So that was tempting. Netflix, I was like, no, I can't get rid of Netflix. <laughs> but basically what I worked out was in subscriptions alone, monthly subscriptions, I had in the region of about, 70 quid worth of monthly subscriptions Glad, yeah. of things. So I was phones like, as well. that's not including phones. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm still paying off my iPad pro, um, which is nearly paid off. Um, so, so with the phone, so my phone, my phone budget has always, my phone budget hasn't actually changed, even though I have got a nicer phone and a more expensive phone with my iPhone X. Um, that but that was still the same budget so that hasn't actually gone up but com- with everything combined with mm. subscription any, anything i pay monthly basically um and this includes uh any sort of business stuff that i have to pay as well um so this isn't just personal but personal and business was in the region of about probably 200 quid mm-hmm. of monthly outgoings that aren't rent they're literally just the ones that these are extras. Yeah, extras. These are extras. Yeah, these are extras. So I was like, right, let's cut a few of them down. But then I was like, I cut a few of them that, that I didn't need, which really barely scratched the surface because a lot of it is work-related stuff. Um, so I was like, ah, well, that's not really... And then I had the realisation, basically, <laughs> that... Because I was working it all out, and I'm like, this still isn't right. Like, last month, I earned... I'm, 
just going to throw my throw my numbers out there. Last month, I earned in the region of eighteen hundred pounds, which is not a lot of money, but it's not a little amount of money either. Bearing in mind, only two or three years ago, I was saying minimal viable living, eight hundred quid a month. Yeah, right. Obviously, that should leave you a thousand pound profit, Mister Wayne. It certainly should, shouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm like, well, okay. Obviously, I'm at drama school now, so that knocks it up by another couple of hundred. Um, I also, you know, I've bet these various subscriptions. I bought my iPad on finance, and that knocks it up by another thirty quid a month. So I've gone up to about one thousand and fifty, let's say, just general baseline, just general kind of stuff that yeah. I'm going to have to pay whether I like it or not. Yeah. And I was like, well, that still doesn't account for the other 750 quid. Like, obviously, you know, I've got money to spend and enjoy life, which usually works out about 100 quid a month I give myself for that. I'm like, I'm still, I've still got another, like, 250, 300 quid that I'm like, where's that going? And then I realised, obviously, my travel. <laughs> that I didn't used to have to pay because I used to walk to work. Yeah. Um, and then, because I changed jobs to a better paying job, um, but in central London, I was like, holy shit, please don't tell me that all that money is on travel. So going to Clio, my little Facebook messenger app, uh, uh, AI, brilliant, definitely recommend. Um, and I went, I just texted it and went, how much am I spending on travel? And she does a, does a little calculation. She pops up and she goes, about 250 quid a month. I was like, That's you well, are That's joking. Yeah, well, apparently, because she gives you little stats like this, more than, I think it's 90% of Clio users. Really? Yeah. You you spend more I spend than more than 90% of Clio users on travel. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? Yeah. What the hell? So, I've made a decision. <laughs> I made a decision. This is the big decision. I was like, how can I save the most money the fastest? This is the best nugget of the whole episode, guys. How so. can I save the most money <laughs> the fastest? <laughs> I have bought myself a fold-up bike. There you go. To cycle to work. And my bank balance was so bad that I have no choice but to cycle to work for the next month. <laughs> Zero choice. So you've actually thrown your I literally, again yeah, I've the... done it again. I'm like, I am in, I am all in, and my God, if I don't look like a fucking whippet by the time this is done, I'm going to be pissed. Um, so it's going to cover two things, the pedaling to work and hopefully the uh, health and exercise. Well, that's what I was thinking, right? Apart from probably breathing. It's actually a win-win because I looked at the route. I looked at the route. It's mostly a straight line. It takes me 10 minutes longer to cycle than to get the tube. Now we just got to help you learn how to ride a bike. <laughs> So today, right. I bought some stabilizers. So today, yeah, so today I'm going to be pushing Wayne around with his uh, stabilizers on. <laughs> Probably fall into a few. Just, let, just yeah. letting me go. Just, just imagine me just holding the back of his little seat, and he's, he goes and he just flies off into the distance. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, if you're kind of going. I've got no money. Because I actually remember saying to somebody a uh, few couple of years ago now, they were kind of going on about how much they hate London. And they were like, well, you know, you're earning £2,000 a month and it's not enough. And I'm like, and I said to them, I said, if you are earning £2,000 a month and it is not enough for you to live off of, you really need to sort your shit out. 
because your lifestyle is out of control. Mm. Um, and I do strongly believe that if you, if that is not enough for you, then that's a lifestyle because I, I, when I first moved to London, I was living off less than a thousand pounds a month. So I was like, right, eat your own dog food, Wayne. Things are out of hand. You're, because the realisation was that for months and months and months and months and months, probably since I started this new job, which was 18 months ago, I have been, actually been spending more than I've been earning, but in just tiny little chunks of amounts over. Mm. So it kind of slips under the radar. Um, and I've had various things like sponsorship from the podcast kind of talks top me up and, and talks from at the uni prop me up, gigs. freelance gigs prop me up, exactly, that have kind of like kept me afloat. They give you that little confidence booster, don't they? And then suddenly you kind of like, oh, I've got this in the account now. And exactly. You just, yeah, that subscription's fine. Yeah, that one's all right. Exactly. Because you're like, oh, it's only, an, it's only a tenner. Yeah. It's only a tenner. Um, so, so I guess what I'm saying is just actually, I, I think, and I think I'm going to have to do this now. I'm going to, every 12 months, I'm going to do myself a minimal viable living audit. And I'm going to go through meticulously and be like, what am I paying on this? What I mean, thankfully, I've got little Clio now, uh, which is going to make that so much easier because I can literally go Clio. This is not a sponsored advert. No, it's not. But I do. (laughs) I do recommend it. Honestly, it has made me so aware of where I'm spending my money, like so aware. Like I've actually told Clio to give me an update every week on how much money I'm spending on eating out. For me, it'd be interesting because I was eat out so much. Would it be, would it be able to tell you like how much you spend on eating out? Let me do it. Let me, let me do a live demo for you. Live demo coming up. Uh, because this week I realized, like, I, when I got back from holiday, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a bit of fasting. I had loads of beer and How lots of good food. How am I spending on eating out is what I'm texting Cleo. And what is it? that's based on knowing the bank accounts yeah. of So companies. she's just given me a list of uh, my monthly spending on eating out since October 2017, which actually is when I signed up. Every month it's given me a rundown. Oh, yeah. Like that. See? See, I've been cutting down my eating out stuff over time. March over the last 2018, few you smashed it, Wayne. I was. I went a little for, uh, <laughs> went a little overboard in March. <laughs> I, March think, I, I think you don't need the bike, Wayne. I think there's someone No, because I've cut it down by almost 100 quid since then. No, but then. that's what's crazy. But that's what, that's what is so good to visually see. But like, that's crazy how that just come up. It actually makes me want to go get it now. It's really, honestly, I could not recommend it highly enough. It gets, sometimes you're kind of like, oh, not now, Cleo, because she'll send you a little message and she'll be like, Finance Friday. Let's give a rundown of what you spent this week. And you're like, not now, Cleo. But she only gives you information, even if she pops up, she'll only give you information if you kind of go into the message and kind of go, okay, hit me. I could not recommend it enough. But just so, so yeah, so my, my 12 month audit is going to be very easy to do. I kind of do a monthly audit anyway, because Cleo kind of gives me an update, which kind of allows me to kind of go, fuck, Wayne, you spend a bit too much on it, you know, cut that down. And it's, it's one of the best things I could recommend. But honestly, not a sponsor of the show. I just definitely <laughs> we do need sponsors. So well, yeah, though, Cleo, if you do want to sponsor us, I would happily accept. But um, but no, um, legitimately something that I brought into my life in October, and it has been so so good. Yeah. So moral of this episode, really, I guess, is just keep an eye on those expenses, but also. We're not saying just cut back on everything. It's actually sometimes there's places where you can spend money that leverages mm. more time to earn more money. But yeah. it's like you say, once you see that figures, like you've just done that and brought that up to me. And I was like, wow, to physically see 
the numbers because people don't see that you see a bank statement with all these numbers all mixed in with each other when you see it as clearly defined mm-hmm. as that it really helps you actually to figure out and she can also do. go uh quite granular as well and you can be like okay well how much have i spent on prep this month oh really yeah and she'll go this is how much spent that's crazy. and she'll give you an update every month for example well uh on she kind of picks oh, these, but she'll it. be like, "So, so this month she's kind of gone. Oh yeah, your spread, your spending at Pret has going down. Can you do like coffees if I did? Like, oh, I guess it would know the place. Well, it'd be yeah. So yeah. So, so if I said yeah, if I oh, I guess it'd be Pret or someone yeah, like that. Yeah, we'll do it based off the merchant. Or, yeah. Shit, I'm gonna do that. It's so good, dude. It's so good. <laughs> I highly recommend. Wicked. So, any final thoughts, Wayne? Um. Yeah. I mean, kind of just to reiterate what you said. Like some. Like keep. One of the best things that you can do, I think, particularly because let's be honest, like some of us are spending money unnecessarily. Some of us are earning more than we need and yet still go in. I got no money. Like we got friends that don't even pay rent. <laughs> like we got friends that live at home complaining about not having money and they work full time. And I'm like, the fuck? What is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, and and so so I think it's just sensible. Just I think it's one of the things that you used to say to me, which I definitely took on board. Is that there are like certain numbers that you should know. Was it you that said this to me? There are certain numbers that you should know every day. Your weight, your bank oh, balance. Yeah, that was off another podcast, but I was think it? I reiterated it. Yeah. Yeah. Your weight, your bank balance. There was something else. I think there was three. Yeah. Um. And and I think definitely finance just have a just have a quick look and it's so easy now because you've got your bank balance on your phone like with with your bank app so just pop on in the morning and go right how much i've got to spend yeah and just, it's good like people say you've got to be saving something every month like i know people yeah. are saying a house is miles away but to actually save to physically have that buffer i think it's, i've always said it as soon as you've got like a couple of months worth of like pay in your bank account it gives you a lot of confidence to know that you could switch job. You're not flipping like held hostage to your mm. job. It means that you can have opportunities. Like if something comes up, you can buy it. If you want, someone wants to go on holiday, you can do it. I think there's a lot of power in actually knowing that you've got a good solid bit of money in your account rather yeah. than sort of like counting the pennies. Yeah. But also, as you say, also knowing when is important to actually make that investment and consider it an investment rather than an expense to actually buy back time so because most of us are exchanging time for money so if you can if you can exchange your time for money and then use that money to then give yourself more time that's actually a very good investment just just check out um, rich dad poor dad uh, robert kiyosaki he's got a whole model and it's kind of like well you've got people who make money and it goes straight out as an expense you've got people who make money put it into the asset pot and then suddenly that asset either buys you back time to make more money or buys you back something that creates more money and Mm. i think that's a good like you can find that diagram i might link to it but just Mm. to look at that and actually see what how does my money and my earnings fit into this yeah yeah cool so spending isn't always bad, but having a luxurious lifestyle isn't always great. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Common sense from powerful nonsense. <laughs> that's what you come here for. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, that's going to wrap it up for uh, this week. Um, if you have enjoyed the podcast, if you have received value from the podcast, please do us a massive favor. Um, and uh, pay for Wayne's Netflix bill. <laughs> 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 uh, well i mean if you want i, I will accept voluntary <laughs> contributions um 
But no, uh, what I was going to ask is if you could leave us a nice, favourable review on iTunes, uh, five stars or more would be greatly appreciated. It just helps us get the show out in front of more eyes, ears, ears. Ears um, mostly. Ears. Yeah, mostly ears. Unless you pick up the vibrations for your eyes. That'd be a really cool superpower. Hmm. Like if you could see vibrations. Bzz. I suppose that's um, Daredevil, isn't it? In a way. Maybe. Well, I suppose that's through his ears and he can see the vibe. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, that is it for this. Oh, if you've got any thoughts, feelings, um, general emotions about the episode. Share it as an emoji on Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or hit us up on the Twitters uh, at PN underscore podcast. Um, right. That is it. We shall let you go. I am going to go home and wait for my bike to be delivered. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's not the most manly looking bike. I'm not going to lie. It's black, which is good. Hey. But it's... Uh... The last episode was on masculinity. You can have whatever colour bike you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's black, but it's got pink little tassels on the handlebars. That's right. So yeah, there you go. Because he can. <laughs> and a nice little wicker basket on the front. <laughs> <laughs> which I'll be sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Thanks very much for tuning in, guys, and we will catch you next time. See you later.